from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time for her came to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were very afraid, filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, you can say it with me, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm really glad that you're here today on this extremely cold night in the South Carolina low country. I know some of you came in from Ohio and New York and Indiana. You were expecting something much different. I don't know about you, for those of you who are local, I don't remember in 15 years of living here, I don't remember such a cold night as there was last night. But I'll remind you that it was just two weeks ago, just two weeks ago, that we woke up one morning and the high temperature was 79 degrees just two weeks ago. Do you remember that? You remember that two weeks ago? Yeah, it'll change. It's the one thing you can count on around here is it'll change. But you know, there's something about these amazing nights and when those cold fronts like the one that just came through the eastern half of the United States, really all of the United States, and has caused all this chaos, has caused all the turmoil, there's something pretty amazing about the after effects of those cold fronts that come through. You know what they do? They clear out the atmosphere. They take all of the fog and the mist and some of the debris that we see up in the air, and it clears out the air. And so when you walk out of a room like this on a night like this or on a night like last night, and you look up and you see in the heavens, you see the vast expanse of space. And you look up and in the vast darkness, you're going to see some light, aren't you? You might see a planet, a star, constellation, Orion, Gemini, Taurus. As a matter of fact, tonight when you leave here, if you, if you look straight up, Orion is right there. And we're fortunate enough around here on a night like this where there's no moon, the moon is dark tonight, 
and in an area like this where there's no light pollution. And so you can really see the crispness of each speck of light in the sky. You might catch an airplane going by, probably on its way to Florida with relatives, more than likely from Ohio. <laughs> you might even look up and see a rocket. Last Friday night, we looked up, it was a beautiful, cool night, and we saw a SpaceX rocket, amazing, like Elon Musk is everywhere. <laughs> you know, when I look up on a night like tonight and a night like last night when it's so gorgeous and it's so beautiful, I think about the creation and my mind goes and my heart goes to the one who created it all. God, the one who created it all. And I wonder what if that night sky was void of any light at all? If we weren't able to see the planets, if we weren't able to see those constellations, those stars, if we weren't able to see them, if there was no light at all, the darkness would overcome everything. As a matter of fact, we probably wouldn't even look up to the skies. We wouldn't look up to the heavens because there would be nothing to see. God broke through nothingness to create everything around us, including you and including me. With a breath, Genesis says, with his breath, with one word, he created light from nothing. Let that sink in for a moment. The God of the universe created light from nothing. And the fact is, is that the Christmas story is filled with the presence of light. The shepherds are out in the fields and an angel shows up and a multitude of angels show up and it says the glory of the Lord shone around them. There was a star that guided the wise men to the one who came to bring spiritual light. But I'm always amazed at the fact that our God is a God who created something out of nothing. He created light in the most dark thing that we could ever imagine. The gospel writer John records it and I think one of the most beautiful, meaningful, important, impactful passages from all of Scripture. He's telling the gospel story. That means good news in the original language. He's telling the good news story of God and His infinite wisdom and in His power breaking through the darkness and creating light. Look what he says in verses 1 through 4 of John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God... And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. See, the author John here is referring to Jesus. In fact, there are seven different things that John compares Jesus to. And the first one is this original word in the original language, logos or logos. And it's the, the meaning of that word is word. And he's referring to Jesus as the word. Verse 4, verse 3, all things were made through him. And without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness overcomes it. You know, there's something really special about light, and that is, is that light always wins over darkness. Light always wins over darkness. That's why you're drawn to those specks of light you see in the sky. Because light always wins over darkness. 
You know, John in this passage, he was establishing, inspired by God's Holy Spirit, he was establishing so many different things, and these each have different kind of connections to the Christmas story. He was establishing that God was the God of creation, that he spun everything into space, that this around us, it didn't just happen. He designed it. He's establishing the fact that Jesus was there, that the word was there, that he was with God, and in fact, that he was God. He's establishing two parts of the Trinity, two parts of the triune God. But I want it to land on you this evening that Jesus himself, being a part of God, was there at creation. The Bible says the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. You see, from Genesis all the way to John, we see all three parts of God's Holy Spirit. Let it land on you. that The one who came to bring a spiritual light to the world was there establishing light from the beginning. Have you ever been in a dark place and all of a sudden it was lit up? I remember the first time I, I saw this. Uh, how, how many of you have been to Disney World and ridden Space Mountain? Have you been ridden Space Mountain? Uh, I, this was my favorite ride. I mean, uh, like, you know, I always tell my kids it's a small world after all, but it's really Space Mountain. I love Space Mountain. And I remember my dad and I riding it. We got there first. It was back in the day when Disney wasn't so popular and there weren't crowds there as much. And I remember we got there, and uh, they, they let us ride it over and over and over again. Man, that was like the best thing in the world. I think we might have skipped church that day. Don't tell anyone, all right? So anyway, we, we rode it over and over and over again because there weren't any crowds there. And the last time that we rode it, all of a sudden, in the midst of that darkness, in the midst of like you know, riding this ride, all of a sudden, they turned on all the lights in the place. You ever been there when that happened? It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. It exposed everything around that was like ugly and nasty. It exposed all the, the things that you thought were real or that you thought were real but were really kind of like an illusion and that sort of thing. But here's the thing. In one sense, it was ugly, but in another sense, it was beautiful because if you had fear, you could see where you came from and you could see where you were going. And that's what the light does. It exposes the lie. And the fact is, is that we live in a world that is full of lies, don't we? We live in a world that is partly dark. It's in part dark because it is so incredibly confusing. The headlines that we'll read tomorrow, they contradict the headlines we read today. The stock market, the things that we need to invest in, that, that, that our, our investor told us that we need to invest in today, it's far different than six months ago. Talk about a roller coaster ride this year. It's so confusing. The diets that we once had now that, that led us to good health, now they're saying it leads to certain death. I mean, how do you know, right? One group of people, one party wins in one election, and it's undone in the very next election. Our world is filled with confusion, which leads to darkness. And here's the good news. The good news is the one who created light and the one that came into this world to be the spiritual light, he can't have any darkness in him. First John, 
Evangelist John writes these words in 1 John 1, 5. This is the message that we have heard from him and we proclaim to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. All the way back in the Old Testament in in Isaiah, Isaiah tells us that there's a day coming, that there's a day coming where, where he will be the light of the world, that there'll be no need for any other source of light. And in fact, he is our everlasting light. Have you ever stopped to wonder why we talk about God being the everlasting light? Here's where it comes from. Isaiah chapter 60, 19 through 20. The prophet inspired by God's Holy Spirit is giving a word to God's people about what is coming in Jesus' second coming. And he says, The sun shall be no more your light by day, nor for brightness that the moon gives light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light. And your God will be your glory. Your sun shall, shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light. And your days of mourning shall end. You know, Jesus was there with God when he created the light. In the midst of darkness, light existed. Light wins over darkness always. Jesus told his disciples and he told his followers and he told the people he interacted with when he was here to do the job that God sent him on. He told them so much. He told them that he was the one that would bring the light. Verse 12 of John chapter 8, that gospel of John that we just read. Again, Jesus spoke to him saying, I am the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. And look what he says next. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me, he says, will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, God's part was to create physical light, but God's part of the redemption story, God's part of this good news that we read in the Gospels, his part of the good news was to bring the light, to be the one that would deliver the spiritual light for you and for me. You know what our part of the story is? Our part of the story is to choose whether or not we are going to, as Jesus says in John chapter 8, follow the light spiritually. You know, the whole story of God's redemption exists because all the way back at the beginning after God created the heavens and the earth after he created the light there were two people on this earth and they had one job to do and they didn't do it <laughs> and sin entered the world and ever since you and I have really been cursed by this thing called sin the Christmas story is, is that God sent Jesus his only son in this world to live here to die to be buried, and then to rise again three days later. And if we receive him, if we choose to believe in our hearts that he is the one who gives us salvation, then we will have life eternally. Not in darkness, but in light. So here on Christmas 2022, I want to let you know that God has done his part already. That's what we celebrate. That's what we just sang about. That's what we sing about in the days to come. But you and I, we have a part of it. We have a part of it too. And some of you are here today and you've never 
made that first step. You've never chosen to be a part of the Christmas story. And my challenge to you is why not be a part by receiving the light that God brought into this world? Man, tomorrow, some of you tonight, how many of you, how many of you do presents on Christmas Eve? Raise your hand, right? Raise your hand. You're, you're the few that I got to get out of here, like, really soon, right? All right, your kids are going to go nuts. Kids, I, I promise you, like, we're coming to the end. We're going to light the candles, and you guys can go home. How many of you do it on Christmas morning? How many of you receive the gifts? All right, there you go. All right. So Christmas is a time of gift giving. You know why? Because God gave this gift of eternal life. And so why not tonight be someone who can say without a shadow of a doubt that you have received the greatest gift you could ever have been given, the gift of God's light, by putting your faith in Jesus, his son. See, we play a part in the gospel message. We can receive the light. Some of you today, maybe you received it long ago, but boy, things have really been dark in your world. And to be honest with you, if you were really honest with yourself and with God, you've made a step away from him, and the world has become very dark. My challenge to you today is not just to have received him, but to return to the light. To return to the light that God offers. And then for all of us who have already received God's light, you know what our job is? Our job is to display it. Our job is to pass that gift along. Jesus said in Matthew 15, verses, uh, or, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, he says this. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand so that it gives light to all who are in the house. And he says this to you and to me in this way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. Christ follower, those of you who have received his light, I, I get it, man. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard. In fact, sometimes it's hard. The people that are closest to you, maybe the ones that you're sitting next to right now, no elbows, Maybe they're the ones that are very, very difficult for you to show God's light to, but maybe they're the ones that need it the most right now. Maybe their world is really dark. Maybe you've got a neighbor that you haven't seen that lives across the street or right next door. It's been dark. and No one's reached out to them. Maybe you can be the light today. Maybe with one word that you say, and maybe it's the toughest person in the world, a neighbor, a friend, maybe a coworker, and maybe, it, yes, maybe it's Cousin Eddie, the family member who showed up at your house yesterday. My apologies to any Cousin Eddies in the room. All right. But maybe they just need for you to show them a little bit of light this year with a kind word, the kind act. And so tonight, on Christmas 2022, I want to challenge those of you who have always rejected the light of God, the light that he brought into the world with Jesus. I want to challenge you to receive, to receive, to receive the light as your Savior, to receive him into your life, 
to say, hey, I know that I've made mistakes, and I know that God can't have sin, and I know that my sin separates me from God, but tonight I choose to receive Jesus as my Savior. My hope and my prayer is, is that you would do that, and that Christmas 2022 would be your step into the light and into e an eternity with God. For some of you, it's just a step back into the light, a return to the light. For the rest of you, it's displaying the light. It's sharing the light. It's giving the light. Why don't you and I choose this year to be a part of God's work of bringing the light into the world by receiving, returning, or displaying the light of God to our own world this Christmas? Would you pray with me tonight? God, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for all the displays of light that we have this time of year. But God, I thank you that you were the one who when we walk out and look up into the heavens tonight, you were the one who spoke and gave breath into the darkness. You were the one who created light itself. I thank you that you chose that when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden and, and when, when that uh, act of, of defiance and disobedience happened to the one thing that they were supposed to do, I am so thankful, God, that you chose to redeem all of mankind, us included. And I thank you that you chose to save us by sending your son into this world to be a sacrifice for us by bringing spiritual light into our world. And Father, right now, I pray for those who are maybe at home, maybe in backstage or here in the house in the main room. Father, I pray for those who have never stepped into the, dark, into the light. Father, I pray that today, that tonight would be the moment that spiritually the light comes on for them. That they would choose to be a part of the good news that they would choose spiritually to be a part of the Christmas story. And so tonight, if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, I promise you, there's nothing at home that's waiting you in a package wrapped up that is better than God's gift of everlasting light. And I want to pray for you. And if you want to receive Jesus as your Savior tonight on Christmas 2022, if you want to take that first step into an eternity with him. Never having to worry about the darkness again, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer that I'll uh, pray out loud. And you can just pray it silently to God in your heart. It's a prayer that goes like this. God, thank you for creating light. Thank you for sending Jesus, your son, into this world to die for my sin. And tonight, on Christmas Eve 2022, I choose to receive the light that you offer. Help me now to live for you. In the quietness of this place, if you prayed that prayer, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'd love to pray for you. If you just look up at me and just raise your hand if you prayed that prayer or something like it with me. Awesome. Awesome. Just raise your hand.
raise your hand for a moment. Anyone else in the room? Pray that prayer or something like it along with me. Father, I pray for those whose hands are raised. Father, I thank you that they just stepped into an eternity in the light. Father, we rejoice along with the angels that they've made that decision, that they've chose to receive you. They chose to receive you tonight. And I pray that you would help them, Father, when they stray to return. And Father, help all of us in this place to be people who display your light. Help us to do it tonight. Help us to do it tomorrow. Help us to do it in 2023. Help us to be people who in our own private world display well the light that you came to shine in this world. And Father, as we light up this room tonight, Father, I pray that you would help us to be reminded when we see each of those candles and each of those flames, would you help us to be reminded of the great work that you did in a manger so long ago and the great work that you did on a cross so long ago. Help us to be reminded of that, that you broke through the darkness of a silent night to give us everlasting light. Thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name. I pray.